Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession, where medical services professionals and industry experts contribute their voices about popular topics, including the impacts of artificial intelligence, MSP core competencies, department advocacy, leadership, and more. I'm your host, Lauren Leocoris, content editor for NAMS. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Aaron Mullenberg, Chris Hinton, and Amy Lyons of the NAMS Education Committee to get a sneak preview of the NAMS 44th Educational Conference and Exhibition now that it's going virtual. So ladies, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hey, hi everyone. Um, I'm Chris Hinton. I am dual certified and I'm an independent contractor. Um, My job assignments range from manager to credentialing specialist and I work in both the hospital MSP office, CDOs, um, just about wherever they want to place me. It's been a great experience. Currently I'm serving as NAM secretary treasurer and previously I served as chairperson of the NAM's education committee for three years. Hi, I'm Amy Lyons. Um, I am the Vice President of Physician Support Services for Legacy Health in Portland, Oregon. And uh, we're a health system, so we have hospitals and an internal CDO. Um, I am also the NAMS Conference Committee Chair this year, and this is my first year as Conference Chair. Hi, this is Erin Mullenberg. And I am um, the current chair of the NAMS Education Committee. I am a recovering director of medical staff services and now an exclusive medical staff attorney. That's all I do is medical staff law. I practice with the law firm of Pulsinelli um, and I have the pleasure of working with hospitals and health systems across the country. What were some of the drivers for you becoming leaders on the NAMS education front? And this is Chris. (laughs) My first intent as a leader on the NAMS education front is to ensure that the members of NAMS receive accurate, appropriate, timely, and essential educational information in order to fulfill their roles or to progress in their career field. As we all know, the role of the MSP is ever-changing, and unless we stay updated on those changes, our roles can become extremely muddled and confusing. We have become experts in our field, and as a result, our medical staff, administration, etc., they look at us to be experts. And we are looked at for providing a go-to source to address any changes in a concise and professional manner. And I feel that NAMS has accomplished this through their educational programs. Uh, we have trained instructors. We have great conferences, webinars, MSP minutes, publications. And additionally, I personally feel that Certification should be a goal for every medical services professional, and NAMS provides the educational materials to assist in this venture. Chris, I want to echo almost everything you said. It's it's so true. I think the thing, I've been doing medical staff 
since I first started working. Yeah, just having been in it. And it is such an incredible, unique profession. You can't go to school like a doctor and come out and know what to do or go to a trade school. There isn't anything, you know, and yet we are required to know so much. We've got to know the regulations, how medical staff governs itself. When can you discipline somebody? When do you help them? What are the policies? What are the procedures that we're going to follow? How do you credential? How do you avoid Dr. Death? The, the wealth of everything is just, the scope is so big. It's phenomenal. So, you know, for me, it's, I've always learned it from others. I've always had mentors. I had a mentor, Roberta Folletta. She taught it to me. Um, and then I just learned from every single person. And so to be at this point in my career to be able to get back is amazing. And that, you know, probably is, is one of my biggest drivers is seeing how big this profession has evolved and how wonderful it really is with all the different things that we touch. Everything from provider enrollment to CDOs to governance to joint commission to all of it. It's just, it's an amazing field. So, yeah, to the extent that any of us can instruct, educate the folks coming up behind us. Um, and the ones that stand beside us or above us. Yeah, it's just, it's great. So, that's me. I just echo the, the previous lady's sentiments, and I would just say I've benefited so much from NAMS, and whether it be certification personally for my career, the networking I've gained from the association, the education, uh, the support, no matter what it is, any question I have, whether I can't find the answer through NAMS, I can reach out to one of my constituents, or peers, or colleagues, and somebody is always available to assist. So uh, I feel like it's, we're very lucky in that sense that we have so many dedicated professionals that can guide you or steer you in the right direction. So for me personally, again, it, it, it's giving back. It's also helping continue that kind of things I've benefited from. Absolutely. I mean, from everything you ladies said, you all are truly the definition of tomorrow's MSP. So it's a good thing we have you on. This is great. What was your first thought upon learning that the NAMS Education Conference would be going virtual this year? For me, it's going to be missing hugging everyone. Yeah, it's just, and I think that's always been the biggest thing for the conference is being able to get together and hug. But I don't want to get sick. You don't want to get sick, and that's why we're not doing it. We're all facing the challenges in our individual hospitals and helping our medical staff deal with these new things, and we're responsible too. And as much as I'm going to miss the hugs, I get to see everybody, and now the new challenges are how do we build that sense of community, you know, without being able to physically touch or shake your hand or, you know, give you the hug or buy you a drink, you know, I'll tip a drink to you, but that's, you know, that's going to be the challenges I think we're facing this year. So those were kind of my first thoughts. The quality of education, I never had a doubt about. We've got great speakers, great quality, um, but it's that sense of community, and that's two ways. As we reach out, we need folks to reach back to us and really participate in that. 
I would say personally as conference chair and also living in Portland, Oregon, I was a little disappointed, <laughs> but, and that was just first blush. I took a step back and again, yes, due to the current situation, it makes absolute sense. I know I can uh, take pride in my city and where I live and we'll have a conference here one day, but the education conference, such a great event. I actually think we're going to gain more out of it going virtual this year. We get to actually benefit from it. So I'm very excited to trial this this new venue and this new venture. And I think all of our uh, medical staff professionals will be able to get a lot out of this event. Things that you couldn't do when we did have a, an in-person event. So we may miss the hugs, but we are able to have opportunities to attend more sessions and get information and perhaps even some of the things we don't like about the live event we can overcome as well. I agree with everything that's been said. And when the virtual conference came to the forefront, I got to admit that I was brought to a sense of sadness and disappointment because I enjoyed the hugs too. And just seeing the faces, sometimes just meeting someone who you've worked with on the phone with a question or you mentored but you've never personally met, it was always just so self-satisfying to get to put a name with a face. But when you looked at everything, the safety and the well-being of our membership had to take center focus. And I believe that the decision to go virtual was a necessity and was the right move to take due to COVID and the unrest that's going on in our country right now. And the conference, it not only brings MSPs the opportunity to learn from the fantastic programs that are developed, but as I said, the interaction on a personal level, we just can't put a price tag on that. But I think through our conference, our membership is going to be very surprised at how we are going to be able to connect with one another virtually. And I think we're going to have a vibrant and dynamic conference. And I think it was Amy that stated the CEs are larger than they have been in the past. And so it's going to be a great program put together for everyone. For the safety, health, and well-being of our conference attendees, the 2020 NAMS Educational Conference and Exhibition will be going completely virtual and will take place October 5th through 8th, 2020. We believe this shift in event format is in the best interest of our attendees and partners, and we are confident we will be able to provide the same great educational content and experience in an even more dynamic and interactive digital knowledge exchange. This October, we will come together as a community to learn, prepare, and grow as tomorrow's MSP, innovating, adapting, and as always, focused on the future of patient safety. Registration will open in July. Stay connected with NAMS as we will be sharing more details soon regarding registration, education session details, and more. We are happy to address your questions or concerns at info at NAMS.org. How do you think remote work and navigating various technologies during COVID-19 has helped prepare MSPs for a virtual education conference? Well, last year at conference, we introduced tomorrow's MSP. 
And um, when, I'm going to make a statement that was made um, at the conference about the new reality and the world of the MSP. And they say that MSPs are the gatekeepers of patient safety, ensuring quality care through the credentialing and privileging of healthcare providers in an ever-changing industry. MSPs must be ready to innovate and adapt to new responsibilities, motivated to expand our knowledge, and most importantly, focused on the future of patient safety. MSPs have adapted to working remotely and conducting meetings through Zoom, Microsoft meetings, etc. Here we were in the forefront of what was going to happen, and here NAMS brought forward exactly what every MSP is experiencing right now. And recently, um, there was a webinar where state leaders presented information on how they develop webinars for state association meetings, etc. Um, everybody is involved in this now and we need to share our practices. And hopefully this information is going to get passed down into their memberships at the state levels. But I just look at this and I just see that NAM was right on top of what everyone is going through now. And so I think everyone is pretty knowledgeable of the technology that we need to be utilizing now, but we need to share it with one another. I would just say that the staff professionals have had to pivot and adapt during this time frame. I um, have talked to a lot of individuals that have gone paperless, have reconstructed, have virtual meetings, have virtual committees, etc. So it's been, I think that this is a great primer for what's to come and again, poises us for the future. And I, I agree 100% that it really is a great primer. I think, you know, again, going back to who the MSP, what I see is I'm not a great techno person. You know, tech comes up and I give it to my kid and tell her to show me, you know, how to do something. But the challenge that we face is that not only do we have to learn it, we have to teach it to our medical staff. So we immediately became, become experts in it. And yeah, that helps us be more creative. It helps us as tomorrow's MSP is today's MSP to really learn and do and to teach and work with it. So I, I do think that, you know, this experience as uncomfortable as it's been on a lot of levels has really been fantastic in honing our abilities to work with our medical staff, to work with the, the people, our employees, like everybody we work with. What are some of the current plans for having successful education sessions during the virtual conference and how will everything be structured? So I can share we've made some adjustments because we are to the number of sessions being offered because we've combined some of the pre-work, so mm -hmm. the pre-conferences with the main conference, but the variety is still significant. And again, you can get more CE credits than you ever could. So the structure is going to be really unique. We're still working through some of the details. Some sessions will be pre-recorded and we'll have live Q&A sessions associated. So if anything, folks that have questions, maybe we'll have more time to go through those, those question and answers. For folks that 
see two great sessions that are on at the same time, there's an opportunity to go back and hear that other session that perhaps you weren't able to attend when you had to pick one. So there'll be some opportunity for you to go back and listen to a recorded session. And again, not only get the information from that session, but also be able to get the CE credit. And then we are working on some additional opportunities for speakers to potentially have a time throughout the education conference to be available for others that want to ask questions. So if you weren't able to attend, again, a live session, we may have the speaker available for a certain period of time where folks can, furthermore, in our break sessions or others, schedule time with the speaker to ask additional questions or, or get things answered. So I think that's really valuable as well. That's great. And just for my knowledge, in the, at the conference last year, was it you would just go up to the speaker after the session and ask questions? Or I know in person they often hold Q&A style stuff. But it sounds like, I mean, doing it virtually, there are, there are more opportunities in some ways to connect with people after the fact. So as a member of the conference committee last year, I can tell you what we heard as feedback is a lot of times when we use the app last year, a lot of people posed questions, but they didn't get answered yeah. during the live session because there just wasn't enough time between mm-hmm. the live questions and the posted questions. So I do believe in this new format, we'll be able to address that concern very easily. Sure. And again, what we do find, or at least what I've seen, is a lot of times people have in-depth questions or want more time from the speaker to ask specifics about maybe a particular within their organization. Mm -hmm. And so this also gives our members an opportunity or potential opportunity to do so without taking away from that Q&A session, per se. Yeah. That's great. Well, I was involved in the conference committee the last three years, but this year I was not involved. So I'm not intimately involved in how the meeting is structured. So I'm going to come at it from a different side, uh, more or less from the board side. And uh, what we have done is we hired a premier virtual meeting vendor who is assisting the conference committee and the development of the virtual conference. And uh, they have extensive experience with working with nonprofits. And so I know that they are going to do their best to make sure that this conference um, is successful. Wonderful. And, And I think coming at it again from a different perspective, you know, going back to what Amy was saying earlier about some of the pre-con things, yeah, the CDO symposium was pre-con. Well, this year it's integrated in, and it's really, it's going to be there, it's going to be available, it's still part of the conference, just actually more available than it is when it's a separate meeting. So, you know, we're, we're gaining here um, all of the different things from the, the conference with going virtual. Are there any challenges you're anticipating leading up to the event? If so, can you talk a little bit about them? For me, again, the challenges, I think, and I'll just start it out, the challenges that I've heard in talking to people um, are both that, you know, it is virtual, so you don't have that integration. But the other things I've heard is that folks are dealing with their organizations cut out all costs. You know, there's no education. There's certainly no travel. And 
um, Chris can speak more to this, and so can Amy, but NAMS has been so responsive in how they've looked at this. You know, so immediately the cost of the conference is reduced because of the, the travel issue. You don't have that. There's a recognition that some people are furloughed, that they're um, unemployed. For those people, there's a special discounted price. You know, we've got scholarships that are available. And scholarships, please, please, please apply for them. Um, they are available. There's a cutoff for one set of them tomorrow. Uh, but there are going to be more that are going to be offered. State associations may or may not offer scholarships. There are group discounts. And reach out. Reach out to any of the DALs, to the board, to Chris, um, to Amy, myself, any of us. If there are questions about how to work it and how can we get there, you know, because the biggest gain that you've got on this really is still that community. You come together, we come together as a community and we get the CEs and we learn from each other. Yeah, it's each of us has a unique experience that we bring to the table. So challenge, challenges, yes, I think there are you know hurdles we have to get over, but they're not insurmountable. They're, they're something that can easily be done and we should be proud of our association that has responded so well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just objectively, the support that I've been seeing on all fronts to to make this happen and, you know, to pivot so quickly, I think it's it's really, really commendable the way this is all this is all shaking out. Well, the one thing I'd like to say is that I don't know what those challenges would be. I can't identify them now, but I can with confidence say that I have been very impressed with the conference committee because here they have set up this conference to be as it has been in the past, us meeting in person, et cetera. And then right in the middle of all of this, after they had gotten their speakers chosen and everything, they were told, shift here, it's going virtual. They have adapted, they have done an excellent job in doing what needed to be done to shift gears and to take us in this new direction. So as I said at the beginning, I have full confidence that the conference committee is looking at every aspect of what could go wrong and um, to correct that before we get to the virtual conference. With that said, there's always a hiccup that's going to mm -hmm. come up. Even at the live conference, there are hiccups. and. We just roll with it, and we correct it, and we make it smooth. So um, I know it's going to be a very good conference. NAMS works tirelessly to address and provide regulatory updates, healthcare news, and legislation that affect the medical staff and credentialing industry. Visit nams.org forward slash advocacy to learn more. Although there might be certain limitations that accompany a virtual event, are there certain capabilities that will benefit the education sessions? I would just uh, again echo that we're going to have designated time for people to register, whether it be for networking uh, or working on some creative things to get folks to still um, come together in whatever form we can. Uh, we will be doing that with our vendors as well. So again, um, the benefit of we usually have all the vendors in a, in a room and you can go and peruse all the vendors, you still will be able to, but you're also welcome to schedule time with the specific vendors. 
and address questions or, or look at things in a more depth uh, way. So I do think, again, um, even though we're virtual, we're trying to address everything we can think of that, you know, all the benefits of that live event and the things we feel like we gain out of the live events uh, in a different way, but with still having those same capabilities uh, available to you. And I would just share that, you know, the benefit is, um, as um, Aaron alluded to, the travel, you, you miss, you don't have to worry about the travel. I would just say you get to sit in the comfort of your home or your office and, um, and uh, attend a session where you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go somewhere else for that. And I think that's, that's actually pretty nice for folks that are on the opposite coast um, that may be at work when the conference starts and they want to go to work for a few hours and then want to join the sessions or the sessions, there's time in between sessions, they can get things done in their work capacity or in their personal capacity a little better conference. And go ahead and share any closing thoughts you might have. I would say I'm very excited about the conference and the education that's coming. Again, um, we mentioned that you'll, you'll get a significant uh, value for the amount um, that you're getting. There's plenty of opportunity that we're offering uh, for folks that are in need of uh, CE credit or maybe a little behind because they weren't able to attend a state association meeting or things were canceled because of COVID, this is a great opportunity to make those up. Uh, it's a great primer for certification. And for those of us that are certified, again, um, I get to listen to all sessions, which I never get to do when I go to the live event. So I'm really excited that I get to hear every speaker and I get to do it in the comfort of um, whatever setting I want and on my time. Wonderful. So I've enjoyed uh, participating in this tomorrow's MSP podcast about the conference. And um, I just want to reiterate that, you know, the group registration, 25% off the cost, the furloughed and unemployed uh, rates that we have, um, that we're offering an opportunity for the participants to show their NAMS pride during the conference with our branded tomorrow MSP Zoom background. Additionally, um, reach out to me if you have any questions. I may not know the answer to your question, but I promise you that I will either get you in contact with the person who can answer the question, or I will get the answer and get it to you. Uh, my email address is on the website under volunteer leaders if you need to find it. And additionally, I wanted to encourage uh, you to participate in mentorship program um, if you need help as a mentee or you want to be a mentor. NAMS members have been known for their ability to share their knowledge with one another as Amy uh, mentioned earlier and assisting others in the growth of their roles and this is an excellent avenue to share your wealth of knowledge or receive assistance in the area where you are struggling. So I do encourage you to get involved in the mentorship program as well. Thank you. And for me on a closing basis, I think one of the things that we should all do with the conference and this year offers an opportunity we haven't had before, is let's bring our doctors, our administrators, 
our lawyers, all the people that usually will not take time away and go, they can sign up, they can get into a session, they can learn, they can see the value of what's being offered and the quality of education. It's pretty amazing, the quality of speakers and what's being offered. So think about this as a real opportunity to have your whole office staff watch, to have one of your committees watch. Bruce Sackman is going to be talking. He was the author of Behind the Murder Curtain, and he is actually on CNN talking about Michael Slango. Boy, get that broadcast to the medical staff. What a great keynote, you know, that's going to be. So a great opportunity. But, you know, think about it and use it. And, you know, look forward to seeing everybody. I can't hug you, but looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession. I'd like to extend a special thanks to Aaron Mullenberg, Chris Hinton, and Amy Lyons for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in to the next episode to stay up to date on the latest news and insights. Read more in-depth articles on trending topics by visiting us at namsgateway.org. Until next time. <laughs>